Business Person of the Month with Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's most established and largest global law firm. Yeah, each month we will showcase some of the country's finest business leaders and innovators working at the biggest and smallest companies in Ireland. The award of Business Person of the Month will reflect excellence within the recipient's profession and remember it's open to all types, large or very small. So if you know a candidate who you feel has excelled in their field, you can nominate them for Business Person of the Month. You can even nominate yourself. Simply go to newstalk.com forward slash nominate. Newstalk.com forward slash nominate. We will hopefully be interviewing the monthly winner at the end of April. And that's all thanks to Eversheds Sutherland. Now, the Irish offshore wind energy aspirations are certainly ambitious, but without the physical infrastructure to create that renewable energy and transport it around the country and overseas, those targets and goals will be meaningless. A report out today says that investment in the sector is hampered by inflation and rising interest rates, as well as the lack of infrastructure at Irish ports to support floating wind turbines. Paul Doherty from Gavin and Doherty Geosolutions is the author of the study and joins us now. Hello, Paul. Hello, Paul. Good morning. Um, I see uh, that in the island of Ireland, only Belfast is the only port with the kind of infrastructure to handle wind energy coming, landing from offshore. That's that's correct. Um, at the moment, we have we have a situation where Belfast have developed a pretty state of the art facility um, in terms of port infrastructure in order to service offshore wind, um, with a view to initially. When they developed that infrastructure, it was it was looking towards the United Kingdom and 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 the English offshore wind market, which is much more mature than the Irish sector. And the the, chal- the challenge we have now at the moment is that Belfast port um, is being asked to service both the UK and the Irish sector because there is a lack of other facilities, and it's simply not enough. And is it being built in Dublin or in Cork or in Shannon? Are these uh, is this port infrastructure underway at least? Well, I think there's aspirations there at the moment. Um, I think th- th- there's a couple of challenges that that, that exist. Th- there's a real kind of timing uh, issue that you have offshore wind ambition. I mean, the state is, has, has set targets of seven gigawatts to be delivered by, by 2030, which is very ambitious from a pretty much from a standing start. Um, in order for that to be achieved, those projects need to achieve planning permission, they need to achieve a subsidy regime and, 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 and a grid connection. All of those things take time to line up into place. And we don't know which projects are ultimately going to come true. We know there's enough projects in the pipeline. Um, but once those, those projects need to get through the system and get their business case secured in order to identify the ports that they can, they can then use. So there's a real timing issue between when the projects can uh, in, in invest directly in ports versus when those ports are needed. And the, the problem is by the time those projects get through the system, um, it's going to be too late to invest in the port infrastructure for that, those ports to be ready on time to deliver uh, f- for when we want our targets. So there's a chicken and egg situation there and where if we don't intervene, the ports won't be ready on time and we will miss our offshore wind targets. And you're talking about the government's state support for the Irish port system to, to handle that, aren't you? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think the, the, there's a real need for intervention at the moment from from the ports, and, and the study done by by GDG kind of highlights what some of those interventions might be. But it's effectively to get involved at this stage to work with those ports that have already put their hand up and said, "Look, we're committed. We will develop our infrastructure to service the, this this uh, emerging industry." 
Um, but we, we we need some assistance, and we need some, some How certainty much? to do that. Look, I mean, these are major infrastructure projects. I mean, the the offshore wind sector itself, you're into several billions to deliver, a, you know, a gigawatt of offshore wind from from a from a capital expenditure point of view. And have you? And then, and has this been raised with Minister Eamon Ryan, who was very keen to meet this seven gigawatt uh, target? I mean, this this is the third report that's been done in over the last number of years, which is which has constantly highlighted this issue. I think one of the big the big problems that we have is um, ports policy at the moment has been developed for the shipping industry for import and export. And that's understandable given the historical maritime landscape. But we're now moving into a new era, era where offshore wind is going to be major business in Ireland. And ports policy needs to reflect that. It needs to provide a mechanism for state intervention to facilitate uh, early stage funding and early stage um infrastructure development. So these ports can really get underway now with their with their infrastructure plan. Now, at the moment in Ireland, you have wind turbines, especially in the east coast, and but they're in fixed uh, fixed environment. Whereas the future is probably going to be floating turbines, probably in the west in the Atlantic, where the wind is far more violent, but far more energy can be yielded from it. Yeah. So, so if you look at the Irish landscape, I mean, the Irish uh, sea area, you, you have a situation where in the Irish sea and, the, and, and parts of the Celtic sea, the water depths are, are suitable to fix bottom offshore wind. And that's the traditional kind of mature uh, offshore wind energy that can be rolled out relatively quickly. There is a huge opportunity long term off the um, off the Atlantic in, in, in deeper waters where we can harness high, higher wind speeds. Um, in order to do that, we need we need to use floating floating technology which is at an earlier stage of development. But I think that there's an opportunity here for Ireland. You invest early and then you get first mover advantage. And by getting first mover advantage, then you can secure uh, the supply chain. And I think the, the, the role of ports in the supply chain is something important. And it's, it's brought out by the, by the report by GDG. Uh, ports act as this kind of critical focal point, a hub, if you like, for, for generating employment, job creation, and, and 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 wider supply chain benefits by by clustering companies in and around in in and around ports. So w- without this, people will move to the UK. People will move to ports and harbors, um, and, and use port and harbor infrastructure in, in in neighboring countries. And it'll be an opportunity lost for Ireland. Well, Ireland won't be physically making these floating turbines, even when they are kind of developed and kind of tested. And they'll probably be made in Germany or Denmark. I mean, there's multiple aspects to, this, to, to the supply chain. I mean, there's a fabrication aspect. Uh, traditionally, Ireland doesn't have a major heavy industry in shipbuilding or anything else. So uh, it, it, it is a tall order to look at the, the manufacturing of these turbines and the manufacturing of floating units. There is an opportunity there to do it for the floating side because obviously the, the supply chain is less mature. But there's also a huge opportunity in the staging, the marshalling. And that's what we're talking about here within this report. It's, it's getting those components into Ireland, assembling them, and getting them ready then for the for the construction phase. And to do that, we need we need this critical infrastructure. Thanks, Paul. That's Paul Doherty from Gavin and Doherty Geo Solutions. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.